Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya! You found the Taxi Stand Hour. I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. On Radio TFI. Saturday, January 4th of 2020. Yes, I said it, 2020. And you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI. Live on Radio TFI. And you may also be listening to the archive on SoundCloud. Either way, welcome welcome aboard. My name is John Shannon. I am... from the Egan Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. And out there in Queens, New York, in the palatial Radio TFI Tower. What floor are we on today, by the way, sir? 23rd and a third. 23rd and a third floor. Any higher up, he'd get nosebleed. Uh Anyways, it's Mr. Red Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. How are we all today? John, I have to, I have to, uh, uh, please, pardon the mess here at the palatial headquarters as we have been spending the past few days installing the new studio, which we picked up. We're not using it today. Today's the last day we're using the old studio. But next week, we should be up and running with a brand new studio, faster connections, and uh, less uh, le- less silliness, we hope. Less instances of big-time professional radio. At least on this end. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, you got a point there, I guess. I, I've got any number of points. <laughs> now, now, don't, 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 don't get ahead of yourself here. Sorry, sorry. Oh, man. Oh, well, did you have a fun week this last week? I've had a very quiet couple of weeks. I uh, uh, We've been off work, which is good. Not a bad thing. It's a quiet time and what I'm doing now. We, uh, we've we made ourselves available. We hope to go back to work sometime next week and uh, start the party all up again. We uh, we, we did our, our, our annual watch, uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve at midnight. Uh, Featuring Ryan Seacrest. Yes, yes. Uh, even when I was working all those years, I would record it because it was just, it's a thing. It was just a thing to watch Dick Clark bring in the new year. Even though Mr. Clark, Clark is long since gone, he still is the voice of, you know, of New Year's as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Although I am... Go ahead. I said I am old enough to remember when Guy Lombardo was on CBS bringing in the new year when I was a kid. I was just a, I was just a wee bit of a lad, but I do seem to remember that as well. Mm-hmm. Might have only been about two at the time, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless. Oh, so, you know, I think that 
we were in bed by about 10.30. Okay. I, I haven't, it's been a while since I've actually watched the ball drop. Doesn't mean anything to me because when it first drops, it drops in uh, in New York City. So it's still, that's 11 o'clock my time. So that don't mean squat to me. I, actually, it drops, it, it drops in Guam. Excuse you? It drops in Guam first. Well, no, but I mean it drops in New York City, the show I'm watching. Oh, the show you're watching, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, drops in New York City. And then they try to appease everybody by replaying the ball drop as you go along the time zones. Right. Well, they they also do live from New Orleans. They've been doing that for quite a number of years now. I'm trying to remember, New Orleans is on uh, the central that's cent- time. That's central time, yes, sir. That That is your neck of the woods. I well, see. Well, this year was the first year I was actually home safely ensconced. Uh, it's been a long time since I went out on New Year's Eve. For the past mm-hmm. 30, 40 years, I've been working one job or another. Uh, I guess the last 35 years or so. Uh, when I was younger in my 20s, yes, we used to. Actually, there was a time for about four or five years, we got out of New York City for for New Year's and we'd go skiing. Uh, because we lived right there at time, just blocks from Times Square. It's. I, I think I've told this story before, but one year uh, we all decided, my little group and I, well, you know what, let's walk over to Times Square. Let's see what this is like. And this is before cell phones and all that good stuff. We walked over there, and we were there about 10 minutes. It was about 11 o'clock, 11.15. We were there about 10 minutes before we realized. Well, first off, everybody we knew, parents and all that, said, don't bother, don't go it. You'll hate it. And they were right. Pickpockets, no place to get a drink. And even you had a drink, there was no no restroom facilities. Mm -hmm. We lasted 10 minutes. We turned around, we walked back. Uh, Fortunately, our our favorite neighborhood bar was on the same cross street, 43rd Street. So we just walked straight a couple of blocks, uh, walked right in, sat down, ordered our drinks, and we we were happily ensconced before the ball dropped. And uh, first and last time I ever went to Times Square. I uh, personally, I don't understand it, how people or why people are there all day long. I, I, okay, fine, you can say I was in Times Square for New Year's Eve, but guess what? By five after twelve, that place is empty. Yeah, there's, sure. it, there's nothing. Uh, I mean, now they have music and live performances, and I kind of get it. But there was a time it was nothing. It was, you watch the ball come down. On uh, what used to be the New York Times building, and uh, and that was that. Yeah, I I think it might be more of a touristy thing, uh, to be honest with you, because I couldn't imagine for the life of me if you're if you lived in New York City all your life, you you know you don't want to be in you don't want to be encased with all those people there. Which is bad enough. That's 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 a typical rush hour in New York City. No, no, no. <laughs> worse than it's over everybody. It's worse than that because remember, ball drops at midnight. Yay, happy new year. Hoo-hoo. Kiss, grab ass, whatever you gotta do. Now at two minutes after, three minutes after, everybody has the same thought. I wanna get warm and I wanna take a leak. 
I want to get out of here. I pissed my pants five times. And there are people that have. Uh, I, I uh, Domino's was gra- gouging people thirty bucks for a pizza. I was reading. Oh, they've uh, gone into the Uber business. I ex- see. Exactly. Exactly. Well, moving right along, we uh, <laughs> you segued right into that. What do we yes. got going? What do we got going on this week? Well, here I, I'll start with just a general. Uh, a general thing, uh, one of the forums I like to read, uh, uberpeople.net, uh, it was interesting to see uh, there, there was a big discussion about, well, how much is are the incentives going to be for New Year's? And uh, uh, yeah, so different people in different cities are saying, well, Uber's here. Uber's going to give us, if you do three rides in a row, you get $10. If you do this, you get X amount of dollars. And I, and I, and I, I wrote a, a reply and it went on and on basically but essentially in the cab business we didn't have to rely on surges it was busy that's all you needed you know what the incentive was it was going to be busy that was my incentive i was going to stay steady all night people were getting earlier in the night oh uh, you know it's a 12 dollar ride here's 20 happy new year by the end of the night 22 dollars here's 50 here's 40 happy new year you know and that's where you're making your money uh, and these guys are out there and while Uber and Lyft were surging, my my research, what everything is showing me, while I was surging, the drivers weren't getting getting a lot of it. Although I did find out uh I don't know where it was, but there was a, a thread about places where people were complaining that they couldn't get rides the night before. Because drivers realized, why am I gonna go out and bust my nut over for for nothing for literally nothing uber's keeping all the extra money and lyft so that's starting to turn a little bit oh by the way speaking of uber and lyft we uh, we almost forgot our our weekly foray into the uh the stock market stock market uh to begin the new year the the end of the first partial week of the new year uber uh managed to bump up oh what is that uh 80 about a dollar 20 they went from thirty seventeen to thirty one thirty seven. Lyft, in the meanwhile, took about the same. <laughs> took a a dollar sixty five drop from forty five eighty four to forty three nineteen. Ooh. So, yep. So keep those lead weights in the shoes, there, kids and kittens. <laughs> and seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to uh, join us in this here conversation uh i've got a i've bookmarked a handful of tweets from individual people who were whining pissing and moaning boo-hooing about oh bad so oh bad uber and lyft oh my god how could they charge us a hundred dollars for taking a (laughs) 10 minute journey oh no well and it just totally stuns me as these same people now they're so they've got Uber and Lyft so entrenched in their daily lives. Good marketing on their part, I guess. Sure. But uh, but they've got these. They, they for oh, you know what? There's an alternative. We could take a taxi. Well, guess what? You done you you done chased all the taxis, all the guys that have put blood, sweat, and tears into their business for the last. 30 40 years. Nah, they don't want nothing. They don't want you. 
go 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 pay your go pay your hundred dollars for your uh, for your quote unquote rideshare vehicle. To hell with you. I make my money during the day. I didn't even entertain. The, well, you know what? You I did entertain. entertain thought i did entertain the thought but that lasted all of about 45 seconds now, now did you come out new year's morning at all or no you no, know what okay. no i okay. and the, by the time i did come out i didn't i just don't think i got out to like seven o'clock in the morning and by then it was pretty much everybody had closed up shops so. oh yeah the walks of shame are done at that point well you might still mm. find a few by the way before you get into what you're going to do i have one quick tweet the one I, I mentioned to you off air, and I just I just want to. Uh... This is from Kate at Kate K E V V, and she wrote, "Never," and that's in all caps, by the way. Never have I had a Lyft driver kick me out of the car in the middle of a ride. Again, this is all in, in caps in the rain, because twenty minutes was quote too far unquote to go on his quote leaking tire unquote lift how does this happen well she got a reply from what what at tfi taxi oh wait a minute that's me <laughs> who got his who got his twitter account back that's right we'll talk about the we'll talk about that uh so I replied to her, thank goodness we got rid of those god-awful taxis with their stupid mandatory safety inspections, mandatory background checks, and mandatory fees from local authorities. Not to mention idiotic rates that never surge, no matter how busy. You get what you pay for. <laughs> but yes, we, yeah. we, we did get our Twitter account back, and I'm not really sure. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and trust me, folks, he has been playing with it like a new, with a like he had a brand new sparkling toy for Christmas here, and, and the tw- and the Twitter account too. Oh yeah. Oh. oh. Go ahead. What, oh, what, what you got, Stinky? Stinky. Really? Have you been yeah. in my office lately? Is that the deal? I've heard. <laughs> So anyways, I got a handful of tweets here, and now I'm going to be reading these verbatim, so uh, you better get your finger on the button there, uh, Sparky. Well, are these coming directly from the tweets? Are these what people wrote? I mean, these, this is what people wrote. All right, well, that's... Do your best so, to self-edit. So Brandon Brash, at Brandon Brash, Hey, Uber. You officially suck for pride gouging customers on a holiday. We are out here playing it safe by not drinking and driving, and here you are taking advantage. I understand basic economics, i.e. supply and demand, but this is... I can't even say the word. Whatever. But, uh... He got tried to get fancy with his wording, but there was that was just... That was one of them. Oh, let's see. Here's another one. Price gouging is illegal, Uber, and I transfer traveled about 10 blocks. And then she posts a graphic. $118 for that 10-block ride. And for what it's worth, she knew it before she got in the car, before she accepted the ride. Yeah, yeah there was this you know, no surprise. You know, everybody, they do this all the time every year now, every Christmas Eve. 
It's a big shock. Well, look, it's one of the few things that I give Uber kudos to is that when, especially when it's surging, they make sure you know what it is you're paying. Okay. There's no question. That's why they do this upfront fee stuff. Yeah, they, they gouged you, but you agreed to be gouged. So you may not be happy about the price, but don't sit there and cry and complain about, about Uber. You do this. This happens every year, every year. Every year. And uh, they've been in existence, absolutely. And by the way, let me go back to that previous tweet, this nonsense about how uh, Uber is, uh, oh, well, you know, we're trying to not drink and drive. Well, let me ask you this, kids and kittens. What what did you do before Uber and Lyft? Yeah, that's a good question. Uber and the availability of these vehicles does very little towards drinking uh, uh, preventing drinking and driving if somebody's driven their car to the bar odds are they're going to try to drive at home okay i have sat i've said this before i have sat on cab stands with literally 40 cars outside of huge nightclubs thousands of people inside taxis available if people and still watch people go to jail for dui in the parking lot if they, some people would literally climb over the cabs. They are there. They've always been there. People choose not to use them. Yeah, some people have had the epiphany. They step out of a bar and they go, oh man, the air hits them. Oh man, I can't be driving. And that's great. Okay, there's a cab sitting there. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the cab. That's only because they can see the cab. It's visible and it's marked. Okay. I'm not saying that there aren't some people that, you know, when, when Uber was cheap, they say, okay, let me give this a try, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what keeps people from drinking and driving. So, yeah. Well, and here's the thing. They whine about the, uh, about the cost of, uh, of the ride home, whether it be taxi, whether it be Uber or Lyft or whoever. They complain about that, but yet they have no problem while they're in that bar or in that nightclub you know, paying fifteen dollars for a freaking bottle of beer. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. That is yeah. correct. The the simplest way to avoid drunk driving is to don't drink. Yeah, there you go. Or do so in moderation. Have a couple. You know what? Have a good time. Watch all the other drunks out there because there'll be plenty of them for you to watch and laugh at. And whatever. but that doesn't that doesn't change your situation. Remember, in most states, it is DUI, driving under the influence. It, it, is, it does not mean you're drunk. You're just under the influence. Okay? Uh, a lot of people here in New York City still call it a DWI, which is driving while intoxicated. It's not. It's DUI because it is, it is much easier in a court of law to prove under the influence than it is to prove intoxication. So don't you have a, a legal limit to sure. in New York? Okay. Sure, sure. But I'm saying uh, it's probably 0.08 like it is. That's okay. By the way, the first state to uh, mandate 0.08, state of Florida. They've mm-hmm. always been tough on, uh, on that. They've always been. They were the first state to go that low. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can end. And to be honest with you, when I was uh, doing my 
my drinking, my, uh, yeah, I could say that if I was, uh, if I was out driving, I'd, yeah, I'd probably top that, uh, uh, top that line just a few times in my life. But then that's another story for another time. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, officer. I had to drive. I was too drunk to walk. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let me go back to some of these other tweets. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Nicole here. Nikki Goose at Nikki underscore Goose. And the O's are zeros, I guess. Hey, she's just real clever. Uh, pretty bullshit how Uber and Lyft are meant to be tools to help people. Are meant to be tools to help people safe. Okay. Hey, I can't help it if they forget words in their tweets here. But on premium nights like New York or New Year's Eve, they want to charge $100 for a 15-minute drive. Fuck off. Me being a responsible adult doesn't mean others will be at this price. So good job deterring nothing. Let me let me uh, inform this young lady, Miss uh, Clever Nicole here. Uh, Uber and Lyft are not out there, just like taxis. Nobody's out there to just altogether for your safety it just happens to be a day which is a pretty traditionally a a pretty strong drinking day just like just like new year just like saint patrick's day just like the day before thanksgiving it's opportunity for them they are not out there solely just to keep you safe Uh, we are not altruistic it's not a charity yes you you make a choice to go to a bar you make a choice to drink. Go ahead, John. I yeah, no, no, very true. They don't want people drinking and driving, but a ten-minute Lyft Uber ride is seventy dollars right now. Oh, you did good. Only seventy dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, and you get the general gist of this. Uh, oh, by the way, Mayor de Blasio blasted Domino's about the $30 pizza, right. too. Right. <laughs> but um, there is a company in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, who had the ingenuity to actually go up, go out and corral about, oh, eight or nine sponsors, and they provided free rides from 9 9 a.m. to 3, excuse me, 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. They got a bunch of sponsors. The, the ride was totally free, obviously, if you felt like leaving a little gratuity, so be it. But, um, yeah, hey, there's an idea for you. A, a long time ago um, in, in my city, uh, a, uh, a hospital group sponsored uh, our company to go out and take people for free. This was, I believe, this was after New Year's, after midnight. I think that was, but um, it was uh, it was pretty cool. You know, this, you know, check your options. You know, maybe you have a cab company. Oh, wait a minute. You mean all these millennials? Oh, do taxis even still exist? What are those funny looking cars? It's got a 
light on top of it. What are right. they there for? Well, maybe it's the police car following you home, but that's neither here nor there. There was an outfit, and, and well, they still exist, Sal's Towing in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. On New Year's, I don't know that they do it anymore. Excuse me. But uh, on New Year's Eve, you could call them. They would take you and your car home for free on New Year's Eve. Actually, they were my towing company. That's who I use when I have my cabs. But you're sitting in a bar in the area, and you want to get home. You don't want to drive. You would call Sal's that night, or they had a there was a method of doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. And they would come and get you in your car. Yeah, and, and but there's always been programs, especially on heavy drinking nights where you know. And they weren't necessarily sponsored either. I'm assuming. No, they actually they weren't. At or at first they weren't. Eventually they were, but. Uh, okay. Uh, they called it Save a Life, S-A-L, Sal's. <laughs> so, like that. Yeah, no, no, that's that's uh, that, that's how it worked out. Uh, they also had a thing with the cab company. Actually, what would happen is that uh, eventually, uh, down the line, there were sponsors. So what they would do, they would get the tow truck and a cab. We would get paid. I guess they got paid, too. We would take the people. Sal's would take the car. And it was... Uh, no, it, it, it wasn't a bad thing. But again, it boils down to you're making this choice, okay? Buddy of mine once had what I thought was the most, the greatest idea to prevent drinking and driving. He said they should ban parking lots at bars. No parking lots. No parking available, period. At all. Maybe a couple of spots for, for designated drivers. But other than that, no, no parking. Why, why encourage people by having a huge parking lot to say, you know, I don't have to go off and right. explain it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, uh, do we have anything else specifically to uh, New Year's Eve and all the, the, fun, uh, the fun stuff? I think that's pretty much it for me. Uh, I had a couple little things that I was looking at, but no, no, I think we're done. Whatever else we have will pop up. And by the way, just, just real quick before we completely swim away uh, with, from this, this happens every year. Yes. Ever since Uber and Lyft have been <laughs> in existence. Every year. What, what has it now been? Four years? Five years? Oh, longer than that. Uh, they should. So? Yeah. Because they showed up about 2012-ish. Uh, because I remember the summer the summer that I was in the hospital that I had my surgery and all that uh, they had basically disappeared that was the summer they disappeared in Broward County and uh, we, we, we weren't worried about them at that point I know because we were starting to uh, and I had been thinking about getting rid of my my fleet at that uh just before that i had the heart attack and of course by the time i was back up and running it was too late so i'd say basically about five or six years now that they maybe seven years that they've been uh and and, you think you would think the people would have gotten the message by now and this isn't just 
This John. isn't just New John. Year's Eve. John. John. Am I giving people too much credit for common sense? You're giving people, look, without sounding like a jerk to the people that kept me employed for years and years, you know, because without customers, we had nothing. Mm-hmm. But how many times when you were in a fully blown out, marked up cap, okay, mm-hmm. did you hear this? Oh, that was quick. I thought, uh, well, I was around the corner. Oh, really? I thought you had to go back to the garage after each call. <laughs> I used to get that a lot. And it's just people, they get an idea in their head and, oh, this must be how it works. Look, I don't know how other professions work other than what I see on the surface and what I presume to be. We've all said, you know, we think we know how something works. Look, you and I both happen to know how the taxi industry works from the inside. And to explain it to folks not on the inside, you know. Look, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, whenever you've run into an ill-tempered driver, I promise you, a good chunk of that time, it has nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with you, what happened on the street or anything. It's nonsense going on inside the company. It's the way dispatch is laid out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's, believe me, there's there's a lot of moving parts behind what you see on the street. And that holds true, that holds true with any profession. It's not what it just seems like on the surface. You go in and buy a bologna sandwich. Well, there's a lot more than just, you know, uh, to that bologna sandwich and a couple pieces of bologna and, uh, and, and, and some bread. And speaking of bologna, how about salami, salami, bologna or whatever his name was? <laughs> that got that got blowed up real good. He said, oh. "Emergency bad turn." Well, hold on there. I'm gonna I'm gonna tap the brakes to quiet to uh, okay because we got we got we got plenty to uh, to go on that. It's mostly gonna be a, an opinion, but uh, at least on my part. Uh, but I just with uh, with this with uh, with the surge pricing. It doesn't just happen on New Year's Eve. It, it, you know, it happens, like I said earlier, it happens on St. Patrick's Day, the right. day before Thanksgiving. That's one of the biggest drinking days now, you know, that uh, is out there. Right. The but day before uh, Thanksgiving. But also bear in mind, especially now, when you stop and think, oh, well, this driver's making a ton of money. They're not. No. Uber is keeping most of that fare. This is why they can't buy tires. They can't fix their cars. And this is exactly how Uber wants it, because there's no regulation. There's no safety inspection, save for New York City here. And, you know, a couple of couple of spotty places might have general inspections. But, uh, but there's nobody day to day looking at these cars because nobody knows who they are. And and so Uber is keeping most of the money. And even if these guys want to make the repairs, they can't afford to. Look, say what you will, tires are going to wear out eventually. I don't care how good of a driver you are. I don't care how well you maintain their, your tires. They're going to wear out. You need to be prepared to spend a minimum of a hundred bucks a tire. That you can get. I just you got to spend four hundred bucks to replace your tires. 
And, and look, when you're an Uber driver, you're only uh, clearing maybe five or six hundred dollars a week, working six days a week, 10, 12 hours a day. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot of that's most of your week. Just so you can go back out and yeah, it's yeah, hard. It's, oh, you know, and and um, I, I should point this out too. Uh, in these situations, it it doesn't help that uh, local law enforcement has seemed to uh, kiss the brass ring here. Uh, apparently, a couple of weeks ago now, a uh, trooper uh, busted a Lyft driver without a without a license. Right. Then lets him then lets him drive off. I saw the story. <laughs> now, oh. now, now, the woman that recorded it—that's in the back seat. Uh, well, first off, this—what can I? I, I, I mean, we're just beating this dead horse here. First off, that trooper had no business letting that that, that guy go on. Okay, now if you want to escort him off the highway, that's one thing. Follow me. We'll park your car in a safe place. Put this woman in and up, but he, but the, but the uh, trooper had some place to be in a minute, and that—that's the exact quote. I got to be someplace in a minute, so he didn't have time. Be that as it may, but his quote was, "I got to be someplace in a minute." So he leaves the guy sitting there. It's fine. You don't want to write him up. Don't write him up. But he's still driving without a license, and he's—he also hasn't had a license in a couple of years. If I remember the story correctly, his license has been suspended, and uh, oh, way to way to follow up on those background checks there, Lyft. Look, I'm here to t- I'm here to tell you. I just as we're getting the new studio set up, we're transferring data and files and you know all that stuff. And I came across some things from back in back in the day, and it reminded me just how flippant easy it is. To get a be a background checks my eye. You know, how di- you know how many different aliases I had on Uber and Lyft. <laughs> I remember the story. It's it's just stupidly easy, stupid. And 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 I'll tell you the truth. The the tough part was the social security number. But I figured out a way around that. You can't actually find somebody's social security number. But uh, there's something called the social security death index. Basically, everybody that's ever had a social security number uh, is listed there with their social security number. Mm -hmm. So what I was able to do, thanks to their wonderful search engine, and now I don't mind talking about it, it's uh, I would... Let's say I was using uh, Joe Jones's license, okay? I'd get his birthday, and I would go go into this index and find somebody who had a birthday the same exact day, year. And if they were dead, then I could get their social security number. Oh, my. Preferably, they had, you know, uh, I used one that, that uh, the person had only been gone about four years. Another who had been gone about 25 years. And they worked. You know why? Because when they punch, punch in the social security number, nothing comes up. <laughs> nothing bad can come up from somebody that hasn't 
done anything in 25 years because their background check is more or less a glorified Google search. Yeah, exactly. And I am living proof. I used, I don't know, five or six different aliases from from old drivers of mine because I had scanned all their licenses again. I don't mind talking about it now uh, because... While I was doing that, I was always properly insured and operating under my own licenses. So, wait, hold on just a second. Somebody's oh, okay. Well, this ought to be good live on the air. Wait, wait. (laughs) You got it all wrong. He lives in New York. It's not me. That go to New York. It wasn't me. Bye. See ya. (laughs) That's FBI. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you very much. Well, it proves we do have at least two listeners. Uh, real, real quick, and then we'll go ahead and do the uh, emergency bat turn here. Uh, I haven't got a chance had a look uh, chance to look into this anymore, but apparently, uh, Uber and Postmates. And I didn't realize Postmates was part of this as well, but apparently they're suing California over uh, AB forty five. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If this is recent, I don't know what if they got a leg to stand on. I guess it just depends on how many uh, how many judges they've uh, pay, tried to pay off. Now they've gone they've gone from stopping paying off uh, legislators to paying off uh, judges. Ed, you were going to say something there? Yeah, here's another little tweet right on this. This nails because I was going to bring this up from Rusty Hicks at Rusty Hicks. He says so. Hashtag Uber Greed says, one, exempt us from the laws. Two, we won't follow the law. Three, the law doesn't apply to us. Four, the voters will exempt us. Five, the law is unconstitutional. Maybe just follow the law. A decent wage and basic worker protections. And that's, they, what you have to understand out in California right now, between Postmates, Lyft, and Uber, they have ponied up $30 million apiece. $30 million apiece to keep their workers low paid. Okay? You can take that $30 million and spread that out amongst your California drivers. But why do that? Why do that? Because the thing is, is the, and the difference would be is, is that they can pay the judges, they make all these payoffs to different people, lobbying, if you will, Um and it'd be a one-time thing. Well, if you had your your drivers, your your drivers, at least until you start getting a more uh, autonomous cars on the road, your drivers are always you're always going to have to pay that extra money. And that's the only logic I can think to that. But having autonomous why, why, why would you think that? I don't know why. I mean, they're supposed to be so. Oh, the drivers. Oh, the driver. Our partners are our. Oh, well, they don't. Asset. They don't call them partners anymore. Oh, that's right. They don't call them partners. They're not anymore. partners. Oh no 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 no. They get away from all that. They uh, look. They're the bitches that do the chump work. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's get away from that for the moment. Uh, uh, let's move on to salami, salami, bologna here. Solomani. Uh, that's the one. Yeah. 
right. I've been t- kind of busy, and I haven't had a chance to really look at a lot of this stuff. But everything I've been reading, everything I've been seeing says to me, the guy was a bad dude. The fact that he's dead is aces. That's okay. Where nobody's crying about the fact that he's gone. The timing is questionable. And should it have been done now? And who knew? Apparently, Lindsey Graham knew on his way down to Florida for New Year's Eve. But Congress Mm -hmm. didn't know that this was coming. Uh, Oh, by the way, I've got another. This is right here on the money. This is from uh, Jackie Gontarak uh, at the. Uh, her, and she posted this. Trump said in the campaign that if I voted for Clinton, I'd be stuck with a criminal president on a constant federal investigation from day one. Turns out he was right. I voted for Clinton and I'm stuck with a criminal president under federal investigation since day one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, something else which really, really surprised me. Uh, well, I got two pieces of audio. I'm gonna, I'm about to play here. One is uh, once again from this is from Hillary Clinton at the Democratic National Convention back in 2016. This is a short piece of audio, about 20 seconds. Take a listen. Imagine, if you dare, imagine. Imagine him in the Oval Office facing a real crisis. A man you can bait with a tweet is not a man we can trust with nuclear weapons. That's not an untrue statement. Very true. And it wasn't untrue at the time. And I believe, you know, now... Well, anyway, I, I, I came across that and I thought it was just very interesting uh, under under the circumstances now, from what I can tell, and I could be wrong. Seven five four eight hundred chat seven five four eight hundred two four two eight call and tell me I'm wrong. Explain to me why I'm wrong. Uh, apparently, from what I'm guessing, or from what I'm surmising, excuse me, Trump made this call on his own. Now, he is historically doesn't read the daily briefings, doesn't read anything, doesn't listen to anybody else. So what's what's really, really, to me, at the heart of the matter is how did he get to this decision? Because I promise you, two months ago, he had no idea who this guy was. I, I you oh, know, sure. somebody put this in his ear. And the question is, who now? There's a, oh, I, I meant to, I, I don't have it with me. Uh, I'm going to, I'll I'll put it up on the Twitter account later today. There's a fellow who, uh, whenever Trump tweets, he likes to line it up with what was on Fox. And generally, if Trump comes on and says, we need to buy more Brand X Cola, you can go back on Fox and say, and within the last five minutes, they had said the same thing. We need to buy more Brand X Cola. He just parrots everything that comes out of Fox. And it's just mm-hmm. amazing to see, you know, during his executive, excuse me, his executive time, you know, what he's just parroting out there. Now, we all know that Fox is the Trump network. And here is something I stumbled across that has just simply blown me away. 
blown me away. Uh, not a fan of Geraldo Rivera. I never have been. I remember when he was a local reporter here in New York City back in the day. Uh, but he was on with uh, Fox and Friends the other day. Uh, and, and I'm going to play this now. And it, it just, I was just shocked on how this played out. Here we go. I think that when the de-escalation at the embassy happened a couple of days ago, that was the end of this chapter. The United States, with its firmness, had won the victory. It wasn't going to be Benghazi. It wasn't going to be, uh, you know, uh, Tehran from 1980. Uh, We won that technical victory. Now we have taken this huge military escalation. Now I fear the worst. You're going to see the U.S. markets go crazy today. You're going to see the price of oil spiking today. This is a very very big deal. And I don't know if you you heard, but this isn't about his resume of blood and death. It is about what was next. We stopped the next attack. It was preemptive. That's what I think you're missing. According to the Secretary of State. So we should allow the next attack? By what credible source can you predict what the next Iranian move would be? The Secretary of State State. and American Intelligence provided that material. Yeah, they've been excellent. They've been excellent. The U.S. Uh, intelligence has been excellent since 2003 when we invaded Iraq, disrupted the entire region for no real reason. Don't for a minute start cheering this on. What you have done, what we have done, we have unleashed. I will cheer it on. We have. All right, I will well, cheer you, it on. you I like Lazy Graham, I'm, I'm have never lady. met a war you didn't like. That is I, not true. If, and, and don't even say that. If, if President Trump wanted de-escalation. We just let him kill us for another 15 if years. President Trump wanted de-escalation and to bring our troops home. What this was a reaction. What about to, the 700 Americans that are dead? Should they not be happy? You know, because of him. What about what about the tens of thousands of Iraqis who have died since 2003? You have to start seeing things. What, okay. what the hell are we doing in Baghdad to, in the first place? So you why, are, why are we you, there? You, you're blaming, why aren't these you're forces You're blaming on? President Bush for the maniacal. I am blaming President Bush. I am blaming President Bush in 2003 for those fake weapons of mass destruction right. he, that never existed. Oh and the con job Geraldo, that drove us into that war. Geraldo, uh, I think there's a disagreement here at the desk on uh, all of that. Geraldo Rivera puts down the Kool-Aid and attempts to jump I, off I, the bandwagon. Uh, I was stunned, to be honest with you. I, I was as well to see that Geraldo grew a pair and and, and that Brian, what's his name, Brian Kilmeade, he's, he's a nitwit anyway. Uh, but, but I was just surprised at how, how intense Geraldo was, especially sitting in the lion's den, if you will, in, in the Fox news studio, I'm sure he was escorted out by armed guards. Uh, and actually this isn't the first crack in the wall lately the Tucker Carlson had something on the other night. I, I watched a little bit of it, but essentially he's kind of going off the reservation a little bit. Uh, they've keep in mind Fox has got a couple of people on their payroll that are actually a real journalist uh, and don't go by the party line. Chris Wallace, uh, notably, uh, and what's his name? I can't remember his name that just just left recently. Uh, was on in the daytime. Was very very good. His name is escaping me at the moment, but. But yes, I was shocked when I when I heard that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I got to tell you here now. I had never heard of this guy either up until it actually happened. You didn't see, you didn't hear a lot of people talking about him or anything like that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. My instinct tells me that the the timing on this is is very suspect. For one thing, we're going to get real close to the uh, impeachment. The impeachment is going to go to the Senate. You are now seeing some Republicans who are actually thinking, well, you know, maybe we really should have witnesses here. You know, maybe maybe there is a little something here to go. So things are getting a little tight there in uh, Trumpy's toyland here. By the so, way, the word... The word you're looking for, as far as the whole Salamita, and again, I, I just heard of this guy two days ago. I I don't know how to pronounce his name, and I'm not apologizing for it anymore. But the key word you're looking for here is distraction. Yeah, no, you're right. And so having now, that, having said that, though, Ed, there are we owe, and I don't care who your president is. I don't care who your uh, uh, who your people in Congress are. I don't care, no matter what. Here, AOC, baby, AOC. I'm talking about from in the past. As far as I'm concerned, we owe. We have a big payback on Iran. I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten the hostage crisis. No, no, of course not. Uh, it, look, you start harming, you start harming Americans, American citizens, not military. Military people know what they're getting into when they get into right. these regions, if you will. That's what they signed up for. Exactly, but you, uh, Iran has been uh, either by proxy or directly killing Americans um, threatening now you know threatening to you know another to be another North Korea you know oh we're gonna make these nukes we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna brain we're gonna rain fire from the skies on America death to America and you know it's a I, I, I as far as I'm concerned this country owes Iran a whole ton of payback. And so instead of just going and uh, irresponsibly bombing the heck out of Iran and killing innocent Iranians, uh, Trump made a decision. And like you said, went in, probably didn't get a whole lot of, uh, uh, didn't get a whole lot of briefing, didn't get a whole lot of intel himself on this. He just went out and said, get this guy take this guy out and they did now keep in mind keep in mind obama and bush jr had the opportunity and passed on it now right again the guy's dead good that's nobody's got a problem with the fact that the guy's gone it's this timing okay now what is this going to open up? And I'm no, I'm no expert on the Middle East. All I know is that everything's a powder keg over there. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know who's who, who the players are, or anything like that. But it does seem 
that people are not just going to go over there, oh, Trump Trump killed our guy. We better back off. That's not going to happen. No, absolutely not. This is good. Now, this goes back to him not being a real president because he will not listen to the people that get paid to know these things mm-hmm. to assist him in these decisions so he can make an he can't make an informed decision he he's never made an informed decision on anything uh as far as i could tell so well he does know how to get around uh, uh paying off for strippers to he's gotten pretty good at that Oh, did did you see the whole evangelical thing down in Mar-a-Lago yesterday? No, I didn't. Oh, there's there's video of him up on stage, and they're all praying for him, all these evangelical leaders, and they've all got the heads down and the hands up. Oh, and, you know, here's a three-time married guy that pays, you know, raw dog strippers. Biggest liar ever to come down the pike, and he's going to sit there and pretend that he's, uh, he's a good Christian. Just suck it up in a minute. Oh, by the way, and uh, I meant to make it official. Uh, I, I hope to have the big official announcement next week. But Ed is running for office. I thought you already made it official. Oh, well, I'm making it even more official now. Wherever you are, write me in. I, I want to get on the gravy train. I'm in it for the perks. I'm making no bones about it. If you don't like who's in there now, you write my name in. You really won't like. What you I am, I am willing to relocate. Congress or Senate doesn't matter to me. I, I don't want any, anything really local. Let, let's not be silly about it. I, I don't. I don't need to be on your school board. But any congressional seat. I was gonna say uh, the, the House of Reps or the Senate. Why not yes. just go for the big enchilada? Uh, go for the no, 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 no. I, I, I want to stay low key too. Look, you got, you got, you got people in, in the House of Representatives nobody's heard of. They win by, but you know, they they win their election five to three. You know, some of these districts. It, it's that's what I want. You get paid the same as the big guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, you're all Uncle Ed here. Just write my name in. I want to get on the gravy train. Why not me? Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Remember coming up here in the second hour of the taxi stand hour right here on Radio TFI and on SoundCloud. Uh, we will have uh, the we will have Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine back in its original forum once again. Yay. Hot and ready to go here. We will have uh, we will have John and Ed versus the spread. Oh yeah, once again. Oh yeah, we will. Oh yeah, we will. Yeah. Playoff oh, edition. He, <laughs> he, oh, he is hey, excited over there. Hey, I got another tweet I want to read. Uh-oh. So this is from Hoodlum, H O O D L U M R I P, and he writes. John Voigt, Roseanne Barr, Scott Bayo, Gene Simmons, Chuck Woolery, James Woods, Kid Rock, Stacey Dash, Ted Nugent, Kanye, Kevin Sorbo, Randy Quaid, and Clint Eastwood were all on were all on Fox and Friends. Uh, this is going to be January second on Thursday, bashing Ron Howard. They say the quote Hollywood types unquote should stay out of politics. 
Interesting, what? though. <laughs> they're all Hollywood types, although they're all has-beens. Not Gene Simmons, though. He made his money. He made his money, and uh, and it's funny because Scott Bayo's been, you know, the the president's guy, and, oh, and I I responded to that. I said, and uh, and where was uh, where where did Scott Bayo get his start? Let me see if I can find it here. Ah, oh, who was it, Scott? Who was Scott Bayo before Happy Days, which starred, wait for it, Ron Howard? <laughs> and what has Scott Bayo done of any significance in this century? <laughs> I still just think of him as Chachi. Charles, Charles in charge. Oh, that was the that was the only the, thing since Happy Days. No, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but he's always going to be Chachi to me. Yeah, well, you know, he's going to be one of the worst sitcoms ever. Joni loves Chachi. (laughs) Well, you know, you just think you can throw, you think you can have a successful sitcom for a number of years. and Anything that spins off of it, uh, you think, oh, that's going to be just as golden as... uh, Oh, there's... Oh, history! The, the the trash bins of history are lined with sitcoms, spinoffs that went nowhere. Blansky's Beauties comes to mind. <laughs> Another Happy Days spinoff. <laughs> yeah, Happy Days wasn't all that great with Smith. Other than Laverne and Shirley, nothing. Now, now yeah. the all time the all time champ, and we got a couple of minutes to talk about this. The all time champ was uh, All in the Family. All in the family. Now get ready for this. Spun off the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons, yeah. Okay. The Jeffersons, no, no, I'm sorry. They'd also spun off uh, Maud. Right. Maud spun off Good Times. Yep. Uh, There's a couple more in there, too. Uh, All in the family eventually became Archie Bunker's place. But that was because Gene Stapleton left. But uh, there's one or two. I can't. The brain's not working right now. As we got a couple of minutes here, and we're just vamping. And, well, you know what all you know what all those shows had in common, though, don't you? Norman Lear. Absolutely. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Just to fill a little time here, I've got another tweet from Funny Signs <laughs> at Funny underscore Signs underscore. The sign reads. When you are dead, you don't know that you are dead. It is difficult only for the others. It is the same when you are stupid. (laughs) That's good. And some other interesting news, and we won't go into the details, but uh, Alex Jones from InfoWars on on one day had two judgments go against him for well over $100,000 for all that nonsense he brought up about... uh, Sandy Hook being uh, being fake, and that the pe- people were actors, and well, I guess that's enough of that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's that time again. We're up to the top of the hour again, so uh, go refill your coffee coffee cup. Actually, no, because I'm sure it'll have something real interesting here to uh, play for us in between. We're getting so a call. For, we're getting a call from the boss. Yeah. Okay. Sounds beautiful. So we'll uh, see you on the other side. 
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. It's a happy day at Mickey Mouse's office, Goofy speaking. Happy holidays, Goofy. And to you too, sir. It's Robert Iger, President and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. I recognize your voice. Please hold. Call. Happy holidays, Mr. Uh, Mouse. Sir? What? I'm busy here, you know. Everything doesn't stop because lights go on the tree. Well, I just wanted to thank you for the beautiful Christmas gift. I mean, this Rolex is amazing. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's how I roll. Thank you so much, sir. It's just, it's way too much. All right, what, what, what else? No, that's all. I just want to... Oh, all right, let me get back to work here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mm. Did you get my gift? Uh... Sir? Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up. Can we just not bring it up? Sir, I don't understand. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I thank you, and let's leave it at that, all right? Wait, wait, but you, you did get the gift, though, right? I'm not happy. You're not happy, sir? I'm not happy. Why aren't you happy, sir? I got a caramel cake. Right. What happened to the lemon cake? Well, well sir, we... They used to send lemon cake, and everybody loved it. Well, yes, sir, but... Now we got caramel. Right. It's not the same. It's, it's, it's caramel, sir. It's not the same. Caramel cake is not lemon cake. But, sir, Willow and I thought we'd just mix it up this year. Willow well, by... should stay out of the cake decision. You get the feedback. You hear the people. They like the lemon cake. What do you do? Send the caramel cake. S- sir, have you, have you tried it yet? I haven't tried it. I'm too mad to open it. Well, sir, sir, I, 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 I don't know. I can't do it. Hey, as long as I got you on the phone, yeah. Iger. Uh, Iger, sir. Wally, I see, got nominated for a Golden Globe. Isn't that fantastic? What an amazing film. Jeez, I hated that. I didn't get it. What, sir? No dialogue. Right. The whole thing is yips and yelps for like the first 30 minutes. Yeah, but critics loved it, sir, and it made huge. Oh, here's the other thing. Yeah? I see the pushing daisies. It's still on. Well, of course, sir, yeah. I thought when I was chained to that hooker in Honduras, I told you to cancel it. Well, sir, I put the order in right away, but we just have to burn the episodes. God, I wish you'd burn them in a barrel and put the caramel cake in with it. You're killing me. I apologize, sir. We'll try to get that off. Oh, nice job on the lentil thing, too. Uh, sir? How'd you screw that up? I thought we were going to get that big fat chin to do our 1130 slot. Well, sir, it seemed he made a deal with NBC to You say- know we're still running Nightline? Nightline? Yeah, of course, sir. Who's hosting that? Who's hosting Nightline? It's, it's, it's Martin... I don't even recognize this guy. Looks like somebody I bought a hot dog from at a vending cart. No, no, sir, that's Martin Bashir. He's terrible. Oh. Nobody watches us at 1130. That's why I thought we were... You know what? Never mind. The whole caramel cake thing has spun my holidays upside down. Uh-oh. I can't depend on anything. Uh-oh. You think you're going to get something, and you get something else. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, sir. I mean, what were you thinking? I, 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 Lemon's better than caramel. I'm, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, Send the Rolex back. <laughs> All right, we're back. The mouse is given us permission to continue here it looks like i think okay so yeah we got the word 
Will you tell them FBI guys to go? They're in the wrong damn spot. Sounds like here. sounds like they're sending the young recruits now. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? That <laughs> that's right, a, that, that sounds like our CEO in the background. It is, of course, and he's pissed. Exactly. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the second hour of the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI and on SoundCloud. Thank you once again for uh, listening here and shaking your head right along with us. Yes, I, I, we appreciate any feedback. Uh, always feel free to give us a call here. Ring our bell at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. You can also send a text message to that particular number, or you can simply drop us a tweet at Taxi Stand Hour. And yes, are are we accepting collect calls? By the way, now in the new uh, in the new decade, from payphones, from payphones, from payphones, we accepting them. Okay, I just yes. wanted to check. You know, because you know people don't ca- people don't carry cash, yeah, but they carry credit cards, right? But I don't, I don't know why you're agreeing to pay for this. I don't know. Did you fall into be, some freaking money or something here? I mean, I, look, if the want to know if the planets align, that somebody that wants to call us also is standing at a payphone, and that's their only method of communication. I think it's the very least we can do is to accept okay. the charges. All right, I'll take your word for it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? Let me, before we go into all the the goodies here, did, I just wanted to run this by you here. Do you, uh, uh, did you happen to see that video where uh, this young lady grabbed the Pope and she had to actually slap her? Oh, oh yes. I, I'm, I, 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 here's, here's my take on it. The Pope, in general, is supposed to be forgiving of all. This this pope in particular is a very humble man. He's he doesn't like the trappings of the office and all that. But that being said, he's still a human being. He mm-hmm. turned he turned his head. He was going in a different direction and he got grabbed. And it's not like she just reached out and touched his hand. She grabbed it. And now, 2020 hindsight, should he have let security deal with it? Probably. Did he overreact a little? I don't know. When you when you grab that constantly, I'm not in his you shoes. Never know until it happens to you. And uh, quite honestly, in, in my opinion, the look on the woman's face, she was borderline deranged. Yeah, she, I would, she, uh... she she saw nothing wrong with what she did. Nothing wrong at all. I mean, she's a devout Catholic, and she wanted to be that close to her spiritual leader, and I understand that. But I, I, I don't know that I would look. Did, 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 did the Pope overreact a bit? Mm. Anything else well, on that? No, no. I just wanted to know <laughs> no. if you saw it. Actually, oh, I, okay. Oh, so in other words, in other words, the the short answer was yes. There you go. Okay. You wanted to make a whole diatribe over it. Um, you know, hey, it's what it's what it's what I do. That's what you do exactly. All right. Well, what do you say? 
Should we should we spark up the old machine? Do I need to pull the uh, Do I need to pull the uh, old cord here, like I'm starting an old lawnmower? Y- yank on something. Well, that's never been a problem before. Yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. A look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. I tell you, I love that guitar riff. I'll send you the music. I, I appreciate that. I just need to sit up here and just put it in the car and just rock and roll. Oh, speaking of rock and roll, tonight, Soundtrack Saturday, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific Time. Right here on Radio TFI. <laughs> well, what do you say we get a, get this started? Now, this is going to be looking at the upcoming week where we're going to, there are notable births no, notable deaths and uh, we'll sprinkle in a couple of events here uh, now and then so we're going to start with tomorrow which is indeed January 5th where uh, we note that George Reeves Superman look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane Ow! son of a gun it was a bird Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. A locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. It's Superman! A strange visitor from... Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, uh, George Reeves was born on January 5th of uh, 1914. He actually, he, kind of, he passed as a young man. He passed in... He committed suicide. He committed suicide. I didn't. I didn't know that. Damn, what they did? I showed up, and that basically sent him. Check the date. What? What's the date he died? I don't have that. All I have is the year. No, he he was a. After the Superman show, uh, he couldn't get. It haunted him. Yeah, typecast, and it's. Okay, moving on to 1931, January 5th, 1931, Robert Duvall was born. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's still born. That hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, on January 5th of 1933, the construction of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Fran began. How'd that work out? Uh, worked out pretty good. By the way, people in that city hate it when you call it San Fran. Not just you, but anybody. Well, let them line up and stop us, as far as I'm concerned. The next, <laughs> the next knock on the door will be for you. Oh yeah. You think they yeah. listen to us out there? You think they listen, they listen to us in San Francisco? They're sitting at the corner of Eddie and Van S. Yeah, you're right. There you go. Isn't that funny how we seem to be able to work San Francisco in one way or another every week here? Certified fate by the city by the bay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 1946, on January uh, 5th, uh, Diane Keaton was born. Really? Yeah. Uh, January 5th of 1949, 
uh, in his State of the Union address, President Harry Truman unveils his Fair Deal program. Did the buck stop right there? I th- think it did. Excellent. January 5th, 1963, we lost Rogers Hornsby. Baseball. Baseball, yes. He was born back in 1896. Yeah, a lot of people were. Yeah, probably. Uh, 19, uh, 1969, January 5th, 1969. Your favorite uh, rock and roller, Marilyn Manson, was born. You know, he lived in Boca, Boca Raton, Florida. That's where he's from, which was which was just 15, 20 minutes from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Yep, he was South Florida boy. Okay. January 5th of 1975, Bradley Cooper was born. That pains me to no end. Hey, why is that? Because I'm 16 years older than he is. <laughs> it bites. Well, you know, it, it does happen from time to time. Yeah. And finally, for January 5th in 1994, uh... The former Speaker of the House, Tip O'Neill, passed away. Has he been gone that long? Yeah, he sure has. Wow. Wow. This is, this is back in the day when Republicans and Democrats could actually get together and get a little something accomplished. Poppycock. Boulder Dash. Yeah, well, it happened. He was born back in 1912, by the way. I had nothing to do with that. I hope you didn't. Okay, now moving on to January 6, 1919. The 26th president of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt, left this world. He was born back in uh, 1858. Boy, oh boy, they're getting older and older. Yes, they are. Oh, January 6th of 1960, Howie Long was born. (laughs) I'm older than Howie Long? You're older than Howie Long. January 6th, uh, 2006, we lost Lou Rawls. Um, baby, baby, the, the Michelob guy. No, yeah, Michelob. He did the, or did he, no, he sang the Budweiser theme. Or was it Michelob? I just know he was a, a very revered, uh. Oh, he was a great singer. Great, great bass. Oh, baritone. Oh, my God. Anyway. He was born back in 1933, by the way. I, I had nothing to do with that either. I'm sure you didn't. Uh, now we're moving on to uh, January 7th. Where oh, boy. Back in, we're back in uh, 18, the year 1800. Um, Millard Fillmore, President Millard Fillmore, the 13th president of the United States, was born. Really? 1800? 1800. And then going all the way up to 1927, the first uh, transatlantic telephone service is established from New York City to London. Oh, telephone, not telegraph. Oh, yeah, thank you. Exactly. 1948, January 7th, 1948, Kenny Loggins was born. What? Oh, yeah, he is older than me. Good, finally. <laughs> now, now, what about Dan Messina? What about Dan Messina, though? I have no idea. Nothing right. on, nothing on Messina. Okay. Nineteenth uh, January seventh, nineteen fifty-seven. You do the math. Katie Couric 
uh, was born. I've always had a thing for older women. Well, you know, hey. Two years and a month older than me. Yeah, and older women have had uh, uh, a thing for uh, younger men, as described by the term MILF. No, that's not what that means at all. Not even close. No, no, that is not. No. We'll talk about this off air. Excuse me, I, I misspoke on that. You're right. It's the the guys who have the thing. You're thinking. You're thinking of cougars. No, a, a milf is not. Nobody has anything for anybody. It, well, kind of not. It's it's a very attractive woman who is clearly of a certain age. It's a mother. It's a mother. I'd like to. Yeah, exactly. What do you think yeah. that is? It's an infatuation, not not with older women in general, but... It's an attractive woman I'd like to bone. That's what it means there, young man. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, vey. Ay, caramba. Oh, anyways. January 7th, 19... uh, Let's see. Where were we? 1959, the United States recognizes the new Cuban government of Fidel Castro. I all went to hell a month later when I was born. (laughs) Oh man, January 7th of 1964 Nicolas Cage was born Damn Uh, Let's go on to 1999 Where we partied like it was 1999 (laughs) And that's when the Senate trial In the impeachment of President Bill Clinton began I did not have sex with that woman Define sex as it applied, I guess. Define is. Is, is, is. <laughs> oh, let's, what do you say we move on to January 8th? Before we go, on January 7th, and everybody's going to hate, hate me for this, I have a nephew whose birthday is January 7th, and I can't remember for the life of me whose birthday it is. It's either it's either Anthony, uh, Daniel, or uh, or Michael. So one of you guys, happy birthday! Well, I was gonna say whoever it is, happy birthday. Well, they're all born. They're all born within uh, about five, four weeks of each other. <laughs> what can I say? Happy birthday! Well, let's go on to January eighth. What do you say here? The, what do you uh, say? In eighteen thirty-five. The United States national debit is zero. Debit or debt? Yeah, not debit, excuse me. Debt. National debt is zero for the only time. That's actually hard to believe. but Well, not really. There comes a point where we weren't in hock. You know, of course. Now, what year was that? Uh, that was back in 1835. 1835. We're going on almost 200 years. 185 years of being in the hole. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps, uh, that hole just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, it does. Yeah, buddy. You could fit 25 Grand Canyons inside that hole. Yeah. And then some. Um... Also, January 8th of 1911, Gypsy Rose Lee. But you really have to go back and scratch your head to remember that one. No, I know exactly who it is. No, I'm talking about the listeners in general. Oh, well, the listeners in general, perhaps, but... Yeah. Uh, 
actress, dancer, author. I guess dancer's a point way of saying she was in the burlesque, which is she a was, fancy way of saying she was a stripper. She was a stripper. <laughs> Very famous stripper, obviously. Yeah, they, they did a whole Broadway show about her. Gypsy. You know, we lost her in 1970, by the way. I had nothing to do with that either. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. I've heard I've heard uh, contrary testimony on that. But we'll I, w- I was a precocious 10-year-old about to turn 11. Yeah, well, does that mean you're innocent? <laughs> I was a precocious 10-year-old about to turn 11. Where's my lawyer? <laughs> this one kind of surprised me just by the fact that, uh, according to the sources here, he's still alive. But Larry Storch... Um, 1923. You know what's funny? I was thinking about him last night. I is pop it popped in my head. I don't know why. I just this image of F Troop and Corporal Agarn. Uh-huh. Uh and, and and all that. You know, very funny guy. And what year was he born? He was born in 1923. My god, that makes him 97 years old this week. Uh-huh. I've, I because I, I wanted to make sure he was still alive. I wanted to double check. I googled him. Ninety-seven years old. These last few years have not been very good doing. But. Well, <laughs> look at what the last few years have done to you. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you've got a large annoying, you've got a large annoying growth, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh. 1926, January 8th of 1926, uh, Soupy Sales was born. It's funny, I was just thinking of him while you were talking about Larry Storch because oh, you're so full of crap. At the, at the end of his life, again, didn't look very good. Now, I got to watch Soupy Sales on his show in New York back in the 60s. Of course, I was a kid. I didn't understand half of what was going on. But White Fang, Black, uh, White tooth black tooth white fang or you know it, it was just a silly half hour of television it really was and as i've watched some of the youtube stuff over the years you realize there were things going on behind the scenes and you know he's a funny son of a gun <laughs> yeah uh oh hey uh january 8th of 1935 now the king was born well thank you well thank you very much uh-huh let's both have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to sell a peanut butter and banana sandwich really get me through the night uh-huh you know all kidding aside you know it's, he died way 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 too young uh, and way 77 and way 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 too fat well I mean, this is true I remember where I was when I found out that he died it's no joke I was working for United Press International as a file clerk. Okay. And we got the news that afternoon. Literally got the news. You know. Anyway, go ahead. That was so sad. I felt the first person I, of course, had thought of uh, immediately was uh, Granny Annie, who was not really a granny uh, uh, back then. Uh, she would not have been. No. Uh, she was, well, let's see. She was born in... 66 so yeah she's been an 11 year old girl she's forever 25 I'll, I'll, I'll pass that word on to please you. do 
Oh, let's see here. Now going on to 1947, January of 1947, David Bowie was born. Ah, there was a, a unique talent. Yes, indeed. Passed on not too long ago, 2016. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amazing. 1964, January 8th, 1964, President Lyndon B. Johnson declares a war on poverty in the United States. That's kind of going right along with the war on drugs. really doesn't seem like it's going anywhere, to tell you. Yeah, no, we seem to keep showing up unarmed. Yeah, no kidding. That's the truth. Uh, January 8th of 1984, Kim Jong-un was born. Hmm. <laughs> Jesus, that what he that make him what 30, 36 now? No, yeah. And control in control of the nukes. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about him today. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, well in that case we'll move on to uh, January 9th, where uh, in nineteen thirty five Dick Enberg, uh, sportscaster. Uh, was born one of the greatest go ahead one, one of the greatest sportscasters ever absolutely did football base football baseball golf you name it he could do it all and passed on not all that long ago only uh, a little less than three years ago uh, let's see who else do we have here Nin- uh, January 9th 1944 uh, Jimmy Page was born. Uh, Purple Haze. No, no, that's Jimmy. <laughs> yes. Page and Plant. Now, what the hell group? Page and Plant. What the- Zeppelin. 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 Okay. And she's buying a stairway. Never mind. I used to be able to sing that song pretty well. Yeah, used to. Keyword there. Uh, 1951, Crystal Gale was born. She had the greatest hair. I just, exactly. And here's become one of my favorite actors over the, the past uh, dozen or so years. Uh, January 9th, 1955, J.K. Simmons. Yes, yes. Loved yes. him in the Spider-Man movies. The, the first Spider-Man movies. Love, loved him on Law and Order. Yeah. And of course, Oz. we are farmers. He was also on, on Oz. He played. Well, that a, I don't remember. Yeah, he played. Uh, it's. Uh, he played the head of the uh, white supremacist uh, group of people in that prison. While Chris Maloney from Law and Order SUV uh, starred in that show. Moving on. Okay. So, now going to uh, January 10th of uh, where in 1917, Buffalo Bill uh, passed away. Buffalo Bill Cody? I don't know what his last name was. I always just thought it was Bill. Nope. Buffalo (laughs) Bill Cody. Uh, 19, uh, 1943 on January 10th, Jim Croce was born. Oh, we lost him way too soon. Way 30, too soon. 32, 30 years old when he passed away. What year was that? That was... Uh, 1973. I remember that. I was a kid, obviously, 
and his music was just taken over at that point. He was mm-hmm. everywhere. And then I can rem- and, and I remember sitting. I was sitting at the kitchen table, and we had the radio. The radio was on. I was reading my comic books on a Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we heard the news, and you know it was just sad. Oh, one of those that you could say the day the music died. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. That obviously wasn't what McLean was singing about, but no, you could you could you still use that. Oh, January tenth, nineteen forty-five. Rod Stewart was born. Did you know? And I just found this out. Rod Stewart is a massive model train enthusiast. Oh, I love model trains. I just no, can't no, afford no. a bike. No, no, no. You don't understand when I say enthusiast. I mean, like, he's built an entire room with the whole town. Mm-hmm. It took him, like, 25 years to build. I stumbled across this a few weeks ago online somewhere. And it was something I did not know about him. Moving on. No, moving on. I, don't mean, I, I don't mean to say that. Not, yes. not, not only moving on, but all aboard. All work. Exactly. Uh, January 10th of... Uh, I understand you were kind of sad when this happened here. Uh, January 10th of uh, 1949. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. You wouldn't have been sad about this, but uh, Linda Lovelace was born. <laughs> and your life has never been the same. <laughs> Porno movies, oh. porno movies in the seventies, sixties and seventies, very different than what you're seeing now. Triple X. Oh yes, very different. Well, you could actually show those movies on a regular screen. It was just given an X rating. Well, not no. They they appropriate the industry appropriated the X rating. Uh, actually, they made it triple X. That's why the. Uh, the, the MPAA, the ratings people, they did away with the X rating. Because the X rating was never supposed to be about that kind of stuff. But since that industry appropriated it, oh, triple X, triple X, triple X, that's why they got rid of X. Well, that was more of a selling point. There was only triple ever X. one, there was only one ever X rated movie. Uh, I think it was uh, Midnight Cowboy. I could be wrong. But there's only one mainstream movie that was rated X. How about Fritz the Cat? Moving on. <laughs> 1953, January 10th, 1953, Pat Benatar was born. Oh, God, the, the angel sent down from above. God, Never was a big fan. God's pixie with, a, with the voice of a giant. <laughs> moving, moving on. Hit me moving with your best shot. On. Okay, then January 10th of uh, 2016, we lost David Bowie. Wow, that close to his birthday. Yeah, isn't that something? Wow, that's something. We get a we get a twofer. We get Pretty a much. twofer. Okay, moving on now. The last day, January 11th. Boy, we really burned through time with this segment. Yeah, didn't? Uh, yeah, you do. Well, I can just go right through from A to Z here and read the list. Let's, uh, fin- let's finish up. Okay. Uh, 
On January 11th in uh, 1908, the Grand Canyon National Monument is created. Not saying the Grand Canyon was created on that date. The right. National Monument was created. I, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. I've been there. I think I think Granny Annie and I are going there this summer, if I'm not you'll, mistaken. You'll love it. Um, let's see, where are we here? 1971, January 11th, 1971. Mary J. Blige was born. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she was. Okay. Okay, going to 1973, now January 11th, Major League Baseball owners vote in approval of the uh, American League adopting the designated hitter position. Now, this is what Wikipedia gives us here, uh, was 1973. I, I don't know. I don't remember everything in my childhood, but I do seem to remember living in Kansas City while my father was still alive and they had the DH in 1972 but uh, I seem to think 1972 is the, is the year as well uh, that's so that's I'm gonna have to google that here and uh, we might we might have to make a uh, correction okay lastly 1982 January 11th Paul Lynn passed away is he gone that long he has been gone that long. My goodness. I didn't realize he was gone that long. Mm. 1982. Jeez. That's, yeah, almost, exactly. that's 38 years. Time flies when you're not wow. having fun anymore. No, no, apparently so. Wow. And I want to throw in a special mention here. Just a couple real quick here. Sure. A couple of passings uh, from here on January 1st. First off, uh, our condolences to the family and friends of David Stern, the former NBA commissioner. And uh, here's one for the old uh, history machine. Don Larson also passed away on January right. 1st. 90 years old, the only uh, the only pitcher to ever throw a uh, perfect game in the World Series. And he was pitching for the... Pittsburgh, for the New York Yankees. The, Yan- the Yankees, who he pitched against? The Pirates. No. Brooklyn Dodgers. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. So that's all we have here uh, for this week's edition of the uh, of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. Thank you for your patience and listening and whatnot. And we'll do it again next week. Yeah, we will. And so, hey, I, I want you to know, I tried to pull the plug on this, folks. And Ed literally... He he sent email. He sent emails to the mouse to baby Oliver. He went all up and down the chain of command, begging me, pleading with me not to give up on this. So now you are going to have it. I might actually go an hour long next time. Alrighty then. Alrighty. <laughs> Just you Are, know why? You know why? Because, because I can. Because you can. All right. Oh man, God. And when I get done doing that, too, my throat is like, uh, got to take a big drink of water after that. How many times have you said that in your life? Really? <laughs> you put it out there. I'm going for it. Mm. Suck it down, pal. Suck it down. Yeah, exactly. So, are we ready for... Am I ready for it? I absolutely am not ready for it. 
right. Well, but, first, uh, we, let's, we got to do it anyway, so we may as well just suck it up here and uh, let's start with the truth. Let's begin with the traditional music. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always... We beat the Patriots at home. Congratulations. Going into last week, Tom Brady was, I believe, 15-1 and against the Dolphins in Foxborough. We not only beat them at home... We let them catch up, and we still beat them. Brady looked horrible. But, uh, the, the, look, we weren't going anywhere, but we made it so that the Patriots have to play in the wild card round. They haven't played in the wild card round since forever. All their Super Bowl, every trip to the Super Bowl, they had a first round bye. Well, not this year. Suck it up, Tom. You got to work an extra week. Hopefully, it'll be the only week you work. And uh, you two will get over it. But we've got playoff football to talk about here. And uh, why don't we get into the... It's time for John and Ed versus the Spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John... John, one and done Shannon, and I choose football games and select winners using the point spread at the end of the season the the winner will claim possession of the radio tfi gilchrist ceremonial sippy cup ah this week we have four games to choose from there are four postseason games oh ladies and gentlemen kids and kittens it's john and ed versus the spread i really messed that up this week and i was with the script in my hand can't hear you john John, John's talking, and I can't hear him. At least you had a script to read from. That is true. All yeah, right. So I got to do that again. So let's get a little caught up here. If I can. Uh, so last week on our big, 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 big uh, end of the year spectacular, when everything was said and done, I picked up one game on John. <laughs> so this was supposed to be monumental. This was supposed to be spectacular. <laughs> this was gonna, this was gonna uh, either either make make us or break us. I was either gonna be way ahead or John was gonna be way ahead. I wound up nine and seven. John was eight and eight. Now we also had another one of these pushes, uh, the Arizona LA Rams game, which even though we both picked opposite teams we both won because of the point spread so we we finished the regular season uh john is 39 and 28 i'm 37 and 30 but we're not done yet kids and kittens we've I got that p- cup right now damn it you know you can't have it right now damn it you can't have it we're not done so this week and throughout the postseason well for the next two weeks we're going to pick over and under as well not only will we use them as a tiebreaker if necessary, but if either one of us picks all four games correctly for the over/under, then uh, we'll get we'll pick up an extra win for that. So, John, we're going to start out with you. Let's start. We're going to start with today's games: Buffalo at Houston. 
Okay. Well, I just now opened, by the way, just now opened up. uh, By the way, our source for the odds, we should give him some credit, comes from uh, Danny Sheridan, uh, dannysheridan.com. Or you can uh, tweet him at uh, Danny Sheridan one. Somebody else beat him to Danny Sheridan, so he had to go with Danny Sheridan one. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> but uh, Buffalo and Houston. Let's see. It looks like Houston is a three points point favored. Uh, Jesus, so they're playing in Houston. I got to go with Houston, uh, giving up the three points. All right, the over under is forty and a half points. Over mm-hmm. under, sir. I am going to go under. All right. For that same game, I happen to like Buffalo getting the three points, and I'm going with the over. So this is going to be a a winner and a loss easily. Tennessee and New England later on today, John. Tennessee is a a five-and-a-half-point dog. I think they'll lose by 12 points, to be honest with you. New England, uh, as much as I hate to say this, uh, the Patriots are – Still kind of licking their wounds from uh, getting shellacked in uh, uh, at home against uh, the fish. Fins. And, uh, not, not fish. They're not fish. Fins. Okay. I think we've worn this argument out. <laughs> I really do. Aquatic, uh, mam- aquatic mammals. That's what they are. So let's see here. So New England's five and a half point favorite. Yes. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Patriots. Uh, All right. Give me uh, five and a half. Over under forty two and a half points. Uh, on this one, I'm gonna take uh, the over. Okay. All righty. On that same game, uh, I actually we are in agreement on that completely. I like New England. I'm. I don't like New England. I'm. Uh, but I don't like New England. But I don't think they're going to lose to Tennessee. Honestly, not and certainly not. Uh, I think they're going to cover, and I like the over because I think once things get 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 cooking, uh, you're going to see some points go up on the board. I was going to say you're gonna, it's probably going to be a shootout. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, 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 Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We have we have the NFC games. I'm going to start. You've got Minnesota visiting the Saints tomorrow afternoon. I believe that's the 1 o'clock game. The Saints are seven-point favorites at home. I'm taking the Saints and giving up those seven points, and I'm taking the under. Well, I got to tell you, I definitely agree with you. Well, excuse me. I actually were in total disagreement here. Uh, because I think that this is going to be a shootout as well. So right off the top, I'm going to take the over. And um, I don't know. I think that the Vikings are very well rested. Of the four playoff teams, they have the healthiest the healthiest roster going in. They're that little ploy that they did by sitting out uh, uh, sitting out Diggs and sitting out uh, Thielen and. Uh, and uh, what the hell's a quarterback's name? I forgot. Uh, but they sat out a lot of players in that loss to Chicago last week. So I think the Vikings are a lot healthier than uh, New Orleans. And I'm going to take them uh, getting seven points. All right. Okay. And finally, uh, our fourth game tomorrow, late the late game tomorrow, Seattle comes to the East Coast to visit 
Philadelphia. It's a one-point game. Actually, I think it was Pickham. I don't know. John, you're looking at is it? What's the yeah, line on that right one now? point. It's one, one point. point. Okay, so I'm taking Seattle. I'm getting the one point, and I'm definitely going with the under. I, I, I don't see these teams putting up a lot of points. Well, may as well mark me down. Uh, wait a minute. You're taking Philadelphia? I'm taking Seattle. You're taking Seattle, getting a point. Yep. Then we are in total agreement. So you're taking Seattle and the under. Exactly. All right. So to recap, uh, well, before we do the recap, I just want to give a little, uh, a little recap on the total standings for the season. The there was a three-way tie for teams versus the spread, and that was Baltimore, Kansas City, and New Orleans were all 11, 11 and five versus the spread this season. Those were your best bets. There was a two-way tie for last, Cleveland and LA and the LA Chargers. They were five and eleven for uh, uh, versus the spread. What's really amazing is that uh, there were five teams that were ten and six. Four more teams there were six and ten, but everybody else was either seven and nine, eight and eight, or nine and seven. It's really close. Most teams go split the season as far as that goes as far as my picks were concerned my best team for the year was those baltimore ravens i picked them nine times and won each and every time with them mark it down now i'll be taking them next week no matter who they're playing uh my worst picks percentage wise was detroit i went four and eight with them i and just for uh just to make note of it i i went nine and six with the dolphins so they, they were okay to me this year. And that is going to do it for us here at John and Ed versus the spread. Uh, where and am I? I got lost you. there for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, if you're going to bet on this week's playoff games, please, please, please don't listen to us. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. This is a time filler on a small internet radio show. Well, let me let me just kind of just and if you really can't help yourself, and like I've said or like I've said throughout the entire uh, through the entire season here, if you're going to use our picks, make sure you use mine. Okay, all right, there you go. So I I let him put his name in the title of the uh, of of the segment and. Uh, We'll be back next week with the results, and uh, we'll continue on through the postseason. That'll do it for that for this week. Oh, that's a new one. You've never said that before. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. We got the, about uh, <clears throat> how much time we got here? Uh, we got about fourteen minutes. But by the way, I just oh. want to point point out. Okay. Me personally, for the regular season, uh, I went 154 wins and 110 losses. My you winning know, that, you would have made some money. My winning percentage is 583, and that's about where I end up every year. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have never. I'm doing this. Oh my goodness! And I, I do it for me. Uh, the, I, mm-hmm. the last couple of years, we do it on the show, but uh, but this is for me, and. Uh, good gravy. I'm doing this 15, 20 years. 
20 years personally, I have never lost. I came close one Never had a losing record. Never had a losing record. No, sir. And, (laughs) oh boy, I should really speak into the microphone. Just so you know, the the team's playing this weekend. Uh, New Orleans Orleans was 11-5. Buffalo, 9-6. Everybody else was either nine and seven or seven and nine versus the spread. And again, that's not my picks. That's just so other than Buffalo and New Orleans, everybody else is just it's really a flip of the coin on whether they're gonna cover cover or not. Pretty much. Yep. And I have oh. stats I have stats going back years and years and years. And you actually keep these stats, huh? I do. Ah. I do. Hey, I got some kind of uplifting news here. Um, it, we we kind of try to keep it on the light side here at this last few minutes. But I, I do want to uh, mention this, that apparently, um, and this is a nice gesture by Greyhound, uh, you know, the nationwide bus service. I used to I work used for them. To, I used to love when I was a child, used to love riding Greyhounds. You know, those, those that was back in the day when, you could send a seven, eight-year-old kid alone on a Greyhound bus and not have to worry about anything. I worked for them. You did? What did you do for Greyhound? I was a driver. You did? You never told me this. Nope. Uh, about two years, I did it. It was the How'd worst. Like Hated it. Hated it. And only mainly because I was told, don't do it by people who were by drivers that were working there. Uh, Two things, two very quick things. Uh, When I went to Richmond, Virginia for my four-week training, there were two things I was surprised at. One, when I got in the bus behind the wheel for the first time of their bus, I had come out of transit. I had driven transit in in South Florida for about a year or so. Mm -hmm. And I sat in the seat and I said, where's the air seat? And they, the the instructors left. You're sitting on a seat on a steel pole. You can rise it up oh. and raise it up and down. I said, no air seat. And then I asked, well, where's where's the radio? Oh, we don't play music on the bus. No, no, no. I mean the communications. <laughs> they laughed. Again, no communications. Well, just before I left, they were starting to hand out cell phones to people, but... Uh, but yeah, I we can talk about my Greyhound days some other day. But anyway, go ahead. What's Greyhound doing? That would be actually a, a decent story. I, I, I'm fascinated by the whole Greyhound thing, to be honest with you. But um, actually, I was thinking when I first re- went into the saw this headline, I thought it was a something they were just beginning. But apparently, they have a program that they've been doing since 1995, uh, which gives free rides, free bus tickets to uh, youth, teenagers, whatever, um, ages between 12 and 21. Runaways. Uh, Yeah, runaways. How can you be considered a runaway at 21, though, by the way? That's a little odd. Well, you might have left earlier. Mm. Now, that's a good point. But uh, apparently they're offering, uh, they offer free... uh, bus tickets to get the uh, get these kids back home yes um, they've been doing this since 1995 which is yes. 
you know, hats off to them. It's called the uh, Home Free Program. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've helped over 16,000 families. Yep. So hats off, hats off to them. They might not have been a very good place to uh, uh, work for, but um, and it's, I tell you, have you taken a uh, – you haven't taken a Greyhound lately, have you? No. Oh, or no. any type of trans uh, – Continental bus service. No, that's not true. Uh, well, I didn't. I went from Kingston, New York, to New York City uh, when I was working up there. Because the first mm-hmm. when I found out I was staying up there, I had to come mm-hmm. back and get my car. And so they have a, a there was a bus company there, it's similar to Greyhound, but more regional. Yeah. Okay. And and I got to tell you, that was a nice, nice, sweet ride. The bus was comfortable, uh, clean. I got to sit in the front row. Uh, they had uh, USB plugs and all that, but uh, very comfortable. I haven't been on a Greyhound bus in 20 years. Yeah. Well, we, um, geez, it's been a little while, but uh, I took the same, I took a, uh, it was actually Jefferson lines. Right. The same, same type of thing. Uh Greyhound and Jefferson kind of work hand in hand in a lot of uh, right. instances. It was a horrible ride. Oh my god! It can be. Uh, people were rowdy on that damn bus. The, yep. the, the the driver. I think the driver in most of those cases, unless there's unless public safety is not an issue, they just tune it all out. And you know why? You can't, tell I'll tell me. you because you're not getting any backup. It's you against a uh, busload of people. Yeah, and uh, and I've oh. I've been down that happy path where mm. somebody's creating a problem, and now you're going down the road at sixty sixty five miles an hour. Now you're expected to deal with the problem while maintaining a safe driving environment and uh, still getting on getting to the station on time. And your next well, no, the, there's never that was never ever a thing. Oh, okay. If they always told you, if you're late, stay late. Don't try to make up the time. You can't do it. Uh, right. But I mean, I had people, uh, for instance, one of the things I would announce, uh, now working out of Miami, we started, uh, that was where routes began. Mm-hmm. You can go to any place in the country and see a bus with the, with the word Miami on the front. It's eventually right. going to work, make its way down. Uh, as a side story, we used to have a a, a a route that started in Miami and went to Seattle. That's where the bus wound up in Seattle. And okay. people would, you know, they come on, they hand you the tickets, you look at the destination. I saw more than one person that was going to be on that bus for four or five days going to Seattle on the same bus. Jeez. So anyway... Uh, uh, as I'd be starting out, you make your uh, pre-trip announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm Operator Van S. Thank you for riding Greyhound. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's no smoking on the bus. There's no smoking anywhere on the bus. That includes the restroom. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Please don't smoke. It will, you know, we might have to put you off, et cetera, et cetera. And the other thing I would tell people is... Uh, if you have headphones on, if the person next to you can hear it, it is too loud. That was actually the company line. Yeah. I, 
Makes and sense. I and I added this, and if I can hear it, it's way too loud. And on more than one occasion, people sitting halfway in the back of the bus are playing that. I would have to stop, go back, and say, "Excuse me, I can hear it up front." And people don't want to, you know, start a, a whole big thing with with the people sitting around them. You know, and yeah, and and some people get rowdy, and so you know, it, it's. I had a ride. They flew me. This was bizarre. They flew me to New York City. Me and another driver, uh, because apparently they needed drivers. They were short on drivers. And the the plan was, what's supposed to happen? You're supposed to work your way back towards home. Well, we got there, and we go in. We, t- we I speak to the people there, and they say, oh, we got nothing for you. You can work out of here for the week, though, and go wherever. I said, well, no, I'm supposed to go back. So they, so they put me on a, a deadhead, which meant I got paid for riding back. I, took, I did take a bus from uh, Washington, Washington, D.C. to Richmond. But other than that, I rode the whole time. Let me tell you. Being in uniform, I was able to, you know, there's driver's rooms along the way. You've got meals in places. You get free meals, blah, blah, blah. And again, more importantly, at the stations, I had places to go. I could go. There was a locker room. I could go take a shower if I wanted to. I could, you know. Mm. I don't know how people do these long rides like that. I honestly don't. It's And when you look at what it costs to ride the bus, it's not any cheaper than a plane. It- it's, it's not cheap anymore. It used to be dirt cheap, but you know now if you want to uh, you want a less expensive bus ticket, you gotta or you gotta order it uh, thirty days in advance or better. Don't be as thing Greyhound did as I was leaving just before I left. They decided to they wanted to streamline things and they wanted to focus on major city to major city. In other mm-hmm. words, Miami to New York. Well. The airlines do a much better job of that and faster. It doesn't take two days. And, and look, buses are for people want to be able to get to. The bus is supposed to take you to where the planes won't go. You know, oh, it's the- it was great when I was a kid. I mean, I could take the bus right into little from Kansas City. We'd stop at Omaha and then we'd have that regional Shot basically from Omaha to Lyons, Nebraska, which was only just a stone's throw away in Nebraska terms well, that, from where my grandma lived. Well, that's my point is that all these small little places, you know, they may only get a couple of people on and off each day. But this is where the buses. I don't need to take a bus between uh, South Florida and New York. That's a long. It's a I, I just explained the trip I did to you. No way. There's no possible yeah. way. I, I I mean, again, I'm in uniform. I've got, you know, I had a few little perks, uh, but trees, Louise. And besides, you were getting paid to do it. And I was getting paid. Yeah. Real quick, I want to say congratulations to the state of Illinois, who is the most uh, recent uh, uh, state to uh, go to recreational weed free or if not free but yeah uh it's legal uh 3.2 million on the first day of legal weed sales and with that it's time to say goodbye boys and girls so from egan minnesota the northern command studio i am john shannon adios
See ya!